gentlemen, it is my great thrill, honor, and pleasure to welcome on the Frankly Speaking Crew Life Sports Hotline, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer New England Patriot cornerback, Ricky Reynolds. Ricky, how you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Frank? I'm doing awesome, buddy. It's great. I want to, first of all, thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on Frankly Speaking Sports tonight. Well, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be able to come on and, and share all of my experience with it, with you guys. Well, Ricky, you know what? I want to start out back all the way back when you were first drafted in the second round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers obviously were coming off a 2-14 and 14 record. Um, why don't you, I know it's, it's, it was a long time ago, but nobody ever forgets that moment when they were drafted by an NFL team. What was that experience like for you? Well, it was incredible. Um, it, it was obviously a different time and different era. They weren't inviting guys, you know, to the NFL draft back then when I was coming out. But I was I was up at uh, Washington State University and um, in my dorm room with uh, some friends and and um, uh, just waiting. wasn't sure exactly when I was going to be called, but uh, just excited, uh, looking forward to the opportunity and. And finally got a call from, uh, uh, you know, Ray Perkins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, Rick, un unfortunately, you know, your time in Tampa Bay, uh, you know, unfortunately the Buccaneers didn't necessarily have, uh, you know, the best record, didn't make the playoffs. But tell the fans about some of your best memories when you were a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Well, uh, you know, back then we, we didn't have free agency, so usually you had a nucleus of guys that stayed around, uh, you know, for, for, for many years. And so uh, during those times, you really became a family, you know, and, and you really be able to became close with uh, your, your fellow teammates, their, their wives and their children and things of that nature. So that was something that was, I really remembered uh, greatly during those times, those close relationships. Uh, that I was able to spend with uh, many different players and, um, uh, you know, just have a lot of different experiences with those guys, you know, in the locker rooms, you know, off the field and that sort of thing. was It, it was amazing. And, and just getting a chance to play in the National Football League was uh, a dream come true, playing against some of the great players, you know, across the league that you watched growing up and things of that nature. And uh, it was it was a pure joy just to have that opportunity and to play here in Tampa. I mean, uh, playing this uh, you know, sunshiny state on grass turf because I didn't want to play on any more AstroTurf because that stuff would tear you up. <laughs> but um, it, it was it was a blast just to have that opportunity to play here in Tampa. Well, and then, you know, after – and you had a really good career with the Buccaneers. I know during your time with the Bucks alone, you had 17 interceptions. I know you ended up with – 23 when you know by the time you finished your career with new england um talk to the fans about that transition from going you know you're drafted by the buccaneers you end up playing what six or seven years with the buccaneers and then you move on to new england um you know what was that like well um i was i you know i played here for seven years and it, it was tough you know um going year in, year in and year out and uh, losing, you know. Um, there was many different players that came through, um, and, and the roster continuously uh, rotated because um, 
you know, you, you, they were just trying to win. They were trying to get some guys on board. So it was really tough to uh, to play in that atmosphere. And, uh, you know, you just had to uh, bear down and, and plug away and, and focus on your game and try to improve each and every week. And uh, it was something that was very hard to do. Uh, and, and I had, a, like you said, I had a pretty solid career here in Tampa. And unfortunately, uh, free agency started up uh, back in 93. And uh, I became a free agent in 94. And um, Ray Perkins, uh, who was my first head coach here in Tampa, uh, was happened to be the offense coordinator over there in New England with Bill Parcells, called me up and said, hey, Ricky, how would you like to come play in New England? I said, yeah, right, you got you got some money? <laughs> you know, and um, so they uh, told me that they, they figured that Tampa was going to do something like that because uh, I, I had the tra- transition tag on me, and Sam Weiss was the head coach, and so what they did was end up taking the transition tag off later on uh, sometime, I believe, in the summer and thought nobody else would have any money. But uh, um, uh, New England had some money and were able to come in and swoop me up and uh, gave me the opportunity to go to New England. My first year there, I went to the playoffs. So it was was quite an experience um, playing uh, in New England, playing for Bill Parcells and uh, those guys and having a chance to play in a winning uh, program. And I got a chance to play on Monday Night Football. And my last final year, I I played in Super Bowl Thirty One with the Patriots. Now, let me, and that's right, and let me ask you this. Um, how, you know, I love, I mean, you know, when you talk about a winning coach in professional football, obviously Bill Parcells is definitely one of the best. And, you know, now New England has Bill Belichick, who is also one of the best. What was it like to play for Parcells? It wasn't easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy. You know, he was very demanding, very demanding. And um, he he knew what he was doing, though. I mean, it was, it was amazing to um, be under a coach like that, that uh, we'll be sitting in there and he will have team meetings and he'll he'll talk about, you know, the season at hand, what's going to happen, what the opponents are going to do and how the season is going to go. And, you know, during the course of the season, he say, these guys are playing good, but we got to do X, Y, Z. And, you know, these guys, they're front runners. They're going to fall off. And everything he would say would happen, you know. And, I mean, he knew the game so well that he would, you know, put us in a position, you know, to be uh, victorious, you know, and 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 um, all we had to do was follow along, do what he asked of us, and execute, and uh, we win football, you know, football games. And uh, he was a great coach. He was, uh, like I said, very demanding. Uh, he was old school. He 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 didn't like to take off the pads because we we would hit all the time back there in the day, but um, that was okay because. Um, it, it helped us to win. And, um, you know, Parcells was, like I said, he was a tough coach to play for, but uh, uh, we won football game. And let me ask you this, because we're talking to Ricky Reynolds, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer and New England Patriot. You talked about the hitting back then, and I, you bring up a great point. And, you know, back in those days, I mean, you guys didn't just hit. You hit hard. I mean, and, you know, it seems like nowadays, and of course you always want the safety of the players, but does it seem to you like sometimes the um, holding up on the type of hits that you used to do as a defenseman in the National Football League, that now the way they're doing it 
actually could get people even hurt more because of them pulling up, pulling muscles, pulling hamstrings, and so on? Oh, yeah, it, it definitely can uh, injure a player if he's, you know, coming on to a receiver and uh, you hit a guy that's, you know, going up to, to make a play. And all you're trying to do as a defensive back is go make the play. You know, I hit this guy, I knock the ball out, you know, it's incomplete. But you can't hit him because, you know, it'll be a penalty, you know, because the, the receiver can't protect himself. So you, you either have to wait or you have to, like you said, uh, ease up and, and, and um you know, hit him not as hard, things like that. So it's, there's a lot more thinking that goes into it, and it can ch totally change uh, your mindset, change uh, the course of the game for those individuals that are out there. And um, I, I think that would be very tough for me to play uh, during those times because, you know, once that ball was thrown, I was going 100 miles an hour to go, you know, uh, make a play on that football, you know, whether it's going through the receiver, whether it's, uh, you know, yeah, knocking down the pass or intercepting the ball, uh, whatever it was, I was going to go make a play. And, and uh, it would be tough to have to, you know, react and then think about, you know, how do I, you know, knock this ball down? How do I, you know, tackle this receiver without getting a penalty? Now, Ricky, I don't know if you're still doing it, but I know after your career, and I know for the last couple of years you, you are doing some pre-game, post-game shows. Are you still doing those? Yes, I've, I've been doing those for quite a while uh, with Fox 13 and Scott right. Smith and uh, Ira Kaufman uh, last year. We usually do contracts year to year. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen during the course of this next coming season, uh, you know, with the epidemic right. and everything. But, um, uh, you know, I think I would be back on again this year uh, if, you know, if everything plays as, as planned. And, you know, you know, Ricky, I, I want you to explain to our listeners because, you know, obviously when you were playing the game, you watched film over and over and over again. But, you know, doing what you do now as, you know, doing pregame coverage and postgame coverage, uh, you know, the watching of film hasn't stopped, has it? Oh, no, no. You, you, you definitely have to uh, watch film. You have to watch film of, of the Patriots. You have to watch film of their opponents. You know, you have to know what happened, you know, the game before, what's going to be happening in the future. You know, kind of know what's going on through the course of the league, you know, just in case you're prepared for any of those types of questions. So the film watching, uh, watching does not stop. Uh, I have to continue to study so that I can make the right analysis and, uh, you know, critiques of these players uh, while I'm on the telecast because I want to I want to be true to the game and make sure I'm delivering the right message to the fans that are out there watching. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. We got, you know, obviously a very active, active, uh, you know, offseason for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two guys they got from New England. Um, they got Tom Brady, obviously, and Rob Gronkowski. If either of those guys came up to you and say, hey, Rick, you know, I know you played in both cities. You played in New England. You played in, uh, you know, uh, Tampa Bay. What kind of advice could you tell me, and what's the major difference, you know, as a player with the fan base and so on that I have to learn to adjust to here? I would say the biggest thing to adjust to here is the heat. The heat can really wear you down here in Tampa, Florida. I would say that, you know, they have to be, 
very careful what they're doing as far as preparing during the week, drinking lots of water, conserving their energy, not, you know, doing a lot of hanging out, you know, before games and stuff like that. Just try to conserve your, your uh, energy as much as possible because it can really drain you uh, during the course of the week up until game time. And there's been instances where when I played in Tampa that you go into a game and, and your, your, your body's beat up, especially when I played play for Coach Ray Perkins because <laughs> our practices were, were brutal, you know. And um, so sometimes you're, you're kind of worn out when you're going into a game. And so you have to take care of your body and uh, be able to hydrate and um, be prepared for Sundays. Now we are talking to Ricky Reynolds, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, New England Patriot. Now, Ricky, obviously the fans are excited. There's nothing, you know, with good reason they're excited for this season and hopefully everything goes on as normal, which I think it will. But, um, you know, if you had to tell the fans, you know, hold on a minute, Tampa Bay, there's still a couple of holes we need to fill in order to get to the prom or back to the promised land. What holes do you think this 2020 team right now, as of today, need to fill? I would say... What the, the biggest thing offensively is the running game, um, and that uh, goes with the offensive line. You know, opening up holes along with the you know the running backs, so hitting holes, getting the extra yardage, and 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 uh, making this ground game to where it needs to be, so that there's not not, uh, not as much pet pressure on Tom Brady and the passing game. You don't want them to sit and have to throw uh, the football 50 times a game. You want to have a, a running game so that it keeps the opponent's defense off balance. And that's one part of the game that this team really, really needs to improve on is the running game. And, uh, you know, of course, defensively, uh, these guys were young. They really came on strong, you know, towards the uh, last quarter of the season. And uh, you know, the, the run defense was outstanding all year long. But we got to continue to try to improve back there in the secondary and with the pass defense. Yeah, and you mentioned, and that's one of the points I was just about to bring up. You played on the defensive side of the ball. You played cornerbacks. And nothing against our cornerbacks. I thought, just like you said, towards the second half or let's say the last quarter of the season, they really started to come on. But you got to remember, this defense was still one of the worst defenses against the pass. And they were obviously, like you said, the best versus the rush. I mean... What are these guys, do they have the right guys to, do you think, to, you know, play good pass defense? Or do you think maybe they need to go after another veteran somewhere in that secondary? Uh, if, if there was another veteran veteran to uh, be had, I would say probably in the safety position. You need somebody of leadership that can, you know, get the guys lined up, get them, you know, put in the right position so these guys can go out and execute. Um if you were to try to get uh, another uh, experienced player on the defensive side, I would say safety position. And uh, but you got to understand, these guys are young players. You got a brand new defense in, and it took them a while to really learn how to play within this defense. You know, you have some guys. You know, they're playing a lot of different combination type coverages. They're playing, you know, zone on this side, man on this side. Uh, you know, they're they're doubling guys and doing a lot of things where you have to communicate. You have to know your leverages. Am I playing inside technique, outside technique? And a lot of these guys didn't do this in college. 
So they're learning on the run, learning on the run, learning on the run, and, and trying to adjust. And so they finally, you know, a light bulb clicks sometime in the second part of, that, uh, of the season, and these guys really started to gel together, started playing good with one another. And um, so I, I think they're starting to understand it. What's the bad part is, is they didn't have really a, an off season this year to really, you know, no OTAs and things of that nature to really uh, expound on that, what they've you know, you know, had done on the second part of the season to improve, you know, as far as physically. Uh, what I understand, though, is uh, I think Tom Brady's starting to get some of those defensive backs out there while these guys are out throwing around a little bit, which would be a good thing. But um, it's going to take some time, you know, just make sure that these guys gel together again so that they can uh, get that continuity back together to go out and, and play on that same level that they finished on. Yeah, and I know you talked about the running game, Ricky, and I got a good question for you, I think, and, you know, you playing the game would understand this. I think a good high percent of the time, especially on offense last year, that um, it seemed like Byron Leftwich and Bruce Arians, they used a three tight end set. Do you think it might be better off for them to go maybe to a two tight end set and maybe uh, somehow pick up uh, a, like a blocking running back, someone that could be that extra protection for Tom Brady because, you know, they haven't had a fullback, I think, since Mike Allstott on this team, at least a position fullback. You know, do you think they need that one guy extra in the backfield to maybe protect for Tom? Uh, no, not necessarily. Not, not. You don't have to have a fullback per se. You just have to have a running back that's a, a good uh, pass protector. Right. It could be just a, a regular runner um, that can, you know, run football, catch the football, and all that sort of thing. He just has to be a guy that can step up and be able to help pass block, you know, pass protect. And there's some good backs out there. And hopefully one of these guys can step up and, and be that guy. But, um, yeah, you you got to have a running back back there that can help to protect, uh, you know, Tom Brady in these instances. But Tom, Tom is a veteran, you know, he's playing forever. He's not going to sit back there and get hit like, you know, some of the other young quarterbacks that we've had in the past. So he's going to he's gonna sit back there. He's going to get rid of the football. Um, he's not going to hold on to it too late. You know, he's going he's gonna to throw it. He's not going to take a lot of punishment. And, you know, you talk about Tom Brady. You can see his leadership already. And I don't want to take anything away from, you know, Jameis Winston from last year or the years past. But here's a guy, like you said, he has this team already out there practicing. Then uh, a couple days ago, the NFL comes out and says, we suggest that teams don't get out there and practice with, other, you know, with their other players because of the spread of coronavirus. But... Tom Brady only heard, being the leader he is, only heard one word in that sentence, and that was suggest. He did, they didn't tell him he can't. So what does he do the next day? He goes out with the players, and they're practicing again. Yeah, you know, the NFL is kind of covering their own, you know, butts there by, you know, letting them know that, hey, we're not telling you guys to be out there. This is you on your own, you know. And so these guys are going to go out, and, and Tom Brady wants to be successful. He wants to show Bill Belichick and the crew over in New England that I can win without you, no matter where I go. Give me some weapons, and we're going to win some football games. And so he wants to go out there. He wants to be prepared, and he wants to win. 
You know, he's, I mean, he's, he's a winner, you know, and this is what he knows how to do, and that's to go out there and win. And, and he doesn't know the offense, so he's having to go out there and prepare and do whatever it takes to make sure that he is ready to go on the first day of training camp. Now, let me ask you this. We're talking to Ricky Reynolds, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer and New England Patriot. You know, obviously Tom Brady's coming over to a new system. He is obviously going to be with a pretty much uh, – a very young uh, offensive coordinator in Byron Leftwich. Uh, I think Byron's 40. He's 42, uh, Brady. Not that age matters. But, you know, it's going to be important for these two right off the bat to really have a good chemistry. How do you think, you know, they're both professionals. Um, how do you think that relationship will work out? I, I think it'll work out fine. Uh, you know, Leftwich was a former quarterback, so uh, he understands. You know, he's uh, has the same mindset, and now it comes down to just being able to communicate, being able to sit down and uh, go over things and, and, and talk. And, uh, you know, it's really starting to happen right now because Leftwich is having a chance, and I don't know how much they are supposed to communicate, but uh, he, he needs to get to learn and, and know who Tom Brady is, what he likes, what he doesn't like, how he likes to be coached, and, and things of that nature, so that, uh, you know, when they're out there in the heat of battle and things aren't going right and, you know, they – you know, start getting the uh, ruffling of the feathers a little bit, which, you know, feathers get ruffled either way, you know, by player to coach or coach to player, you know. And um, so they got to get to know each other so that they can work through the kinks and, uh, uh, you know, get better through the course of the season. And, and when things aren't going well, that they're able to overcome those tough situations and, um and, and, and go from there and get better. You know what I'm saying? So these guys have to work well together and have to learn and know one another and how each other thinks and, and how they feel and get a grasp of what each other are thinking. So they have to spend a lot of time with one, with one another. Now, a couple more questions before we let you run, Rick. Um, is there any doubt in your mind who's going to be calling the plays this year? Is it, you know, one of the fans asked, Ask him if it's going to be Byron Leftwich or Bruce Arians. I already think it's going to, no doubt in my mind, that it's going to be Byron Leftwich. What are your thoughts? I, I believe it'll be Byron Leftwich. I, I think that uh, Arians is totally uh, trusting in Leftwich, and um, you know he has a year of experience. I totally believe it's going to be Byron Leftwich this year. All right, and before we let you run, we know it's early. We know, you know, camp hasn't even opened yet. But, you know, if you had a crystal ball, and I said guesstimate how this team fares in 2020, just your initial thoughts, um, what, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think they'll have a, a good solid season. They, they, they don't have an easy schedule now. You know, they have some tough games there, uh, and it's going to take a little time for these guys to jail because they haven't had that off season to really get a lot of work in. So uh, it's going to be some ups and downs until they really get going. You know, and I think they're going to be trucking along the second part of the season. So uh, I think uh, it'll be a struggle in the beginning, but then they're going to hit all cylinders and, and roll pretty smoothly uh, around the second half of that season. 
Alrighty, and uh, one more question. I know I said that was the last question, but I had a reader, um, you know, one of our listeners asked, uh, and you talked about the running game earlier. Uh, do you think they should go after Freeman, or do you have confidence in Ronald Jones? Well, it doesn't have. It doesn't hurt to have uh, you know more depth, especially somebody with uh, Freeman's experience. Um, so. I, I would go get him, you know, because, um, you know, he's a guy that's uh, been a, a a pro bowler, a guy that's really led this league in, uh, you know, in rushing and, and you know, pass receiving. And, uh, and he can pass block as well, you know. So that's a guy that, uh, you know, it, it, he won't hurt to have on, on your team. All right, Ricky, we want to thank you so very, very much for joining us on uh, Frankly Speaking Sports and uh and our Crew Life hotline tonight. We really enjoyed having you. Hopefully during the season, you know, when they get back to playing, we'd love to have you back on again. All right, Larry, I, I really enjoyed it. It's a, a bit of blast, and you guys can have me on anytime. All right, my friend, stay safe, okay? All right, you too. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot. All righty, that was Ricky Reynolds, former uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer and New England Patriot.